so with me today I've got poet, rapper, writer John Bernard. Um, I'm sure lots of you will know already, but this week has seen John announced as the Poet Laureate of the City. Um, a huge honour, I'm sure he'll tell us more about. But I thought it'd be good to get him on with me to have a bit of chat about his history in the city, um, the work that he's doing and the role of Poet Laureate. So John, what a pleasure to have you with me. Thank you for having me, Aaron, man. It's definitely a pleasure to be here, to have a conversation with you. And uh, yeah, man, I'm still excited. I'm still on the high from the, the Copyright Laureate stuff. So um, yeah, excited. So let's start with a Poet Laureate. I know that's the most recent thing, but actually let's start with that. Yeah. So just give the listeners an idea of what a Poet Laureate is and then perhaps some of the process of you becoming Poet Laureate. Yeah, so it's, it's something that I've, I've had in my eyesight for quite some time in terms of vision of mine, especially in, in, in terms of the creativity side and poetry. And uh, for me, it's, it's an opportunity to serve my city with creative writing and just uh, um, just poetry in general. And um, to be to be a poet laureate, I think first and foremost is to use your art to to serve your community in that sense. And um, if the if the city requires a poem or um, you know the, the library needs something for myself, then I'm, I'm there. You know, I'm, I'm point of contact. And um, and what I tend to use it as is exactly that to reach more communities, uh, make poetry more accessible to young people more relatable and uh, yeah take it from there so i know that lots of different cities have had poet laureates in the past it was something that came from coventry being city of culture Um, and obviously you're the second person to take this talk about how that project came about i know you weren't involved at the beginning but how it's a relatively new thing for the city yeah it's a relatively new thing and i think we needed it um i think it's something that we were missing Um, as a city we're very creative Um, there's a lot of talent and um, you know the infrastructure is being built now and it's time for creators in the city to get that recognition and something like this it kind of gives that recognition to poets that have been you know doing poetry and working in the communities for quite some time Um, and um, I think it's just like it's, it's something that needed to be done a while ago but at least it's here now you know because a lot of the cities surrounding us have had poet laureates for quite some time so yeah yeah I was about to say both you and I know Casey Bailey who's done it in Birmingham Um, and I could see how that role gave a platform to the work that Casey was trying to do is that kind of a hope to to kind of give even more amplified to your work yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. I mean, Casey's a good friend of mine as well, uh, like a big brother and a mentor as well. And um, it's something that he said to me as well. It's, it's, it's something that will definitely give you that trampoline to sort of bounce from. And whatever you make of it, it's what will become of it as well. So it's to, first of all, enjoy it, you know, make sure you utilize it, you know, and do the things that you've wanted to do in terms of like whether it's working with communities, working in schools, um, any doors that you needed opening, hopefully this can do that as well. So, yeah. And is it something that's really prescriptive or is it something that you've got actually free reign to, to shape and to, to kind of take it in your own direction? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the good thing is, you know, there's a lot of free reign. There, there aren't any formal obligations. It's more so of, you know, if there is a need, um, there will be suggestions made. But it's up to me to kind of say yes or no, um, depending on the project. So I think that's that's a great thing. You still have that, um, um, you know, um, what's the word for it? What word am I looking for? Autonomy. autonomy. Yeah, you still have that autonomy to kind of navigate, you know, the way you want it to be navigated. But um, but yeah, there aren't any formal obligations in that sense. Yeah. So it was announced this week. What's the reception been like for you being announced? Because we we'll also have to talk about how there's also a young Coventry Poet Laureate. But from your side, how has it been the last few days? Yeah, it's been amazing. The support's been amazing. Uh, I've had phone calls from family members, uh, teachers and schools that I work in, um, youth clubs and, you know, BBC CWR and, you know, poetry within, the, you know, West Midlands and across the, the nation. Um, everyone's been really supportive. Everyone's been really supportive. And um, again, I'm just trying to, you know, let it sink in 
and uh, embrace it for as long as I can. <laughs> well, I almost feel guilty in some way because I think I broke the news of it because I was at the launch event and I put a post out saying how great it is to see that you've had it. And then I could see that I was the first person to have said it. So I broke the news of you being Pirate Laureate. And obviously I took some of the comments underneath and I could see them firsthand how much wow wishes and support there was for the work you're trying to do. Yeah, you, 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 you actually broke the news before I did. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad about it. When I, when I saw today you put a post out, I was like, oh yeah, you're going to get half as many likes now because I've talked half of them myself for my posts. No, no, I appreciate you for that and I appreciate you as well. Um, you know about the journey and stuff and you've mentored me through it. Um, but yeah, no, it, the, the support has been amazing and it's really what I expected from, from our city. So the city is very supportive, you know, and um, it's one of those things where, you know, I've grown up in a city and the city's offered me so much and it's provided me with a home in, the, in that sense. So for me, it's like, um, it's my time to kind of give back to the city that's given me so much. So, yeah. So, Poet Laureate now is for two years. Um, how about we just take a step? Actually, before we do that, yeah. let's just talk about the fact that there's also a young Poet Laureate as part of it. Yeah, Amani Kanda. Yeah, congratulations to Amani Kanda again. Um, an amazing poet. And having, having spoken to her on the, uh, the day of the launch, you know, I could tell she's going to do some amazing things. She's a very, very gifted young writer and a poet as well. So big up Foxwood School for, for producing such a wonderful talent. Um, so yeah, it, she, she's definitely going to do some amazing things. And um, I'm hoping um, down the line we'll, we'll be able to do some events together as well. So, yeah. And the idea of having the Young Poet Laureate, I guess, is to continue to give a voice to everybody, not just older people like you and I, having actually been able to give our young people a voice as well. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a very powerful tool. Um, I'm, all, I'm, a, I'm a big believer of, you know, whatever seeds we sow into the next generation, that's what we'll, we'll bear in terms of that fruit. So I think providing, you know, the opportunity for young poet laureates, it's just saying that, okay, cool, the future's in safe hands. You know what I mean? And it, and it, it, it continues that way. Um, I think that young people, you know, um, have a lot to say, you know, and young people um, are, you know, in a, in a situation, in a place where, you know, the world will become what they make of it. So, you know, providing someone like, you know, Amani, uh, uh, an opportunity to use our voice is what we need to create the right change for them because it's their generation that's going to bear the fruit as well. So, yeah. Well, I'm slightly biased as well because, so my two boys, Oscar and Caleb, came with me to your event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Oscar actually has written one of my Coventry children's books with me. Oh, wow. um, and I could see as soon as he realized there was a young poet laureate that was out there for the, it was there already. He was talking about it. I know Emily, who was the previous poet laureate, talked about future and I could see Oscar's eyes lighting up. I guess that's what it is. It's giving people avenues to showcase their work and their passion and their commitment to the city. Definitely. And it's exactly that. And uh, for Oscar to kind of see that and see another young person um, have that pulse, it's what you need to see. Because I always feel like you can't, you know, become what you don't see. So to see that, okay, this is a re reachable target. Like I can get there in a couple of years. I think that's what it's all about. Like we said, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a couple of years, a couple of years, probably more than a couple of years older than Armani. But then, you know, Amani going back to school and, you know, her friends who are years below, they could look at that and be like, okay, you know, if Amani can do it, I can do it as well. So it's about just the reachable and relatable ways of, you know, reaching the community. So, yeah. And again, not to make it about me, because it's your podcast, yeah. um, Oscar took yesterday the book that he wrote with me, so Coventry Time Travelling Taxi. Yeah. He took it to his school yesterday wow. um, and all the kids in his class and they spent the day with all people coming up to him, I guess, like you did yesterday, saying, oh, great work. I loved your book. It was funny this bit. Um, I think it is important to be proud of our work and I think sometimes it's something I struggle about is shouting about what I do exactly. and perhaps that's why it took you a couple of days to put a post out about yeah, you being yeah. Poet Laureate. Uh, how do you juggle that, the kind of the self-promotion side yeah. alongside the, the art of I've spoken word, rapping and, and poem. I think most artists that I've spoken to always find that part difficult. 
I guess sometimes as much as we, we want to put our work out there and we have the, uh, the thoughts of we want our work to reach as many people as we, as we, as it can, we sometimes do feel a sense of like, oh man, like, okay, is it good enough? Or, you know, if I post it a certain way, is that, is that humility, you know? So it's, it, it's those thoughts that you juggle with, but at the same time, I'm a big believer of, you know, you, you have that gift, you know, and um, you've created a piece of work. It's your blood, sweat and tears, and it's literally an extension of who you are as a person as well. So, you know, why not let people, you know, why not share it and let people enjoy it? And um, I guess it's easier said than done because, again, you're fighting that internal war of, you know, remaining humble, and still remaining confident in your work as well. It's, it's a tough battle, yeah. Honestly, and even myself as a, as a creative, it's hard. It's, it, you almost feel like you're bragging or you're boring people yeah. by talking about yourself all the time. And, and I'm looking at the picture of me and Oscar with a book. I don't think I've pushed this book as much as I have previous books because almost you're thinking, I'm, I'm promoting myself again, I'm promoting yeah. myself. So, which is why I like to do things like this or talks. I know you do the same. It's, that's the stuff I like talking about is talks which showcase my work rather than just the work itself. Yeah, no, de- definitely. But you do it really well. Like you're, you're nice. yeah, you're, you're the goat when it comes to this stuff, like marketing. <laughs> I saw how many, I saw how many likes you got today. You want to go in terms of that side of it? <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it, it's definitely a hard thing. But I guess we're, we're in the creative industry, and you know the market can be saturated. And I remember uh, True Power said something: if you're if you're not visible, you're invisible. So it's about putting yourself where you can be seen. And, and as tough as it is, and as vulnerable as it is, it's it, I think it's part and parcel of the game that we're in yeah. well I saw True getting a haircut this morning on, on Instagram so uh, I don't I've not got much hair I don't do a, a live stream of me cutting my hair each time but again he's somebody that so True Power is is Birmingham I would almost say he's like a Birmingham version of me and you it isn't he he's an entrepreneur in Birmingham uh, he's known in the city um, he does a lot of work he, I actually myself but I won a role model of the year at his Midlands Business Awards and I saw him stand up and actually for me seeing people that are in your industry that are good at what they do that I want to learn from those people as much as I can and I guess you've been the same with True with Casey I guess and with other poems are you somebody that does try and be a sponge and take on as much as you can or do you like to try and separate yourself to your it's pure to you rather than emulating other people no 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 I I think having a teachable spirit is so important um, there's certain things that you can you can learn from people who've already been to places where you want to go or are already doing stuff that you want to do. Um, like I've been, I sat down with you like a year ago and we, we set up a plan and you know I could have done it myself, but it wouldn't have been the same. You know, you kept me accountable. You know, you were sending me emails. Have you done this? Okay, next week we're meeting this. I want this done. You know, so I was accountable to know that. Okay, next time I meet Aaron, this will be done. This should have been done. So it, it helps out in that sense, um, and it makes the the vision more clearer because it's not it's not only you kind of wrestling with, oh, can this happen? It's like you've noted it down and you've you've communicated it to somebody else as well. So that's an important factor. And in terms of the creative side, I feel like you know, iron sharpens iron. And you're only as good as the people you are around and you surround yourself with. Um, I think that's an important thing. You can never be, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think you can be a lone wolf in a, in, in a creative industry. I don't think it works well. I think you can, you can, yeah, you can go back home and wherever you know, and write your, your poems or your lyrics and whatever. But I feel like for you to kind of be sharpened and, you know, um, add layers to your work, you have to kind of go out and just look at the people doing the same thing that you're doing and better and learn from them. So I'm always going to have that. T- I'm always, and I've always had that teachable spirit where I want to learn. You know, if it took somebody 10 years, I want to see how it could take me five, you know, so yeah. And I've seen that in you since yeah. we first met and we first started working together. I've seen that you have that in you, which 
I could challenge you and say to you, you're doing that wrong. And you'd go, okay, take it on the chin and look how we do things differently. I don't think I've got that in me in the way that you have. You know, like, I'm quite stubborn in that way. I'm quite a thing like, oh, the way, and I, I do try to learn and try and see what other people are doing. True being an example of that. But at the same time, that is something you are like a sponge in that way. I see how you're trying to see what other people are doing. So let's take a step back again then to Coventry, your relationship with the city. Well, I know already, but tell our listeners your, your history in the city. Yeah, so I came to the city in uh, 2004, I think it was. Yeah, so I'd lost, just, just lost my mom and um, I was 11 years old and um, we went into foster care, me and my sister. So we moved to Cov. And this is what I said, like the city really did provide me with a home when I really need, needed it the most because we didn't have a place. And because... Um, Originally, we were living in London, and the, what they told us was if we were to stay in London, there was a high chance of us getting separated due to the age gap between me and my sister. But then in Coventry, we were able to obviously be fostered as a, as a pair. And, um, you know, so I grew up in the south side of Coventry, a place called Stoke Audemore, and I was in foster care until my sister was old enough to kind of take guardianship of me. And yeah, man, grow, growing up was difficult, um, it was challenging, um, you know, having to deal with, you know, loss loss of a parent and also having to deal with teenage life new city uh, making friends new school all that sort of stuff and um and i feel like the city gave me the community that that i needed to sort of uh, become what i am today so i met some great mentors so when i was when i was young i used to go to the venny uh place in wood end i met millsy and tracy and again they, they sort of gifted me and you know they cultivated me took us to places like cumbria to, for like writing retreats uh, Coventry Boys and Girls Club before the new building they used to go there for boxing on a Saturday and again another mentor there told me you know what John you got something special like you know make sure you utilise it and uh, my teachers at school um, my tutor Miss Sanders um, who was a music teacher at the school at Cardinal Wiseman you know who again you know we didn't get on for quite some time and then one morning she woke up she was like I need to reach him where he is and then what she did was she created like a studio in a, in a school and she said to me, like, you can use the studio anytime you want to use it, lunchtime, break time, but as long as you don't get in trouble, you know, and that for me kind of like, kind of gave me that, that, um, that fuel to like somebody believes in me, somebody understands that I have something to offer and that kept me pushing. And my big sister, who's like one of my huge inspirations in this, in this, in this life, um, her work ethic, work ethic, dedication and, um, just her belief in me, you know, as a younger brother, you know, really kept me going. So, um, yeah, so it was, it was, it was a, it was a unconventional tough upbringing, but I guess I had the right, sort of people around me to kind of shape me, keep me accountable, keep me pushing, you know, especially when I felt like I could have gone other direction yeah yeah so let's move on then to your music um again i've seen your music firsthand at could festival let's let's talk about your the the music side of what you do yeah yeah so i mean music side of things um i've been doing music for quite some time um i, I love music completely do um again it's another outlet of expression and uh, it, it re- reaches a different demographic you know when i go to schools and stuff and i say to kids i'm a poet you get that oh sir here we go I tell them I'm a rapper, it's a completely different um, reception. So yeah, it, it does reach a different a different community and a different demographic as well. So yeah. And what's your music career look like today? Because obviously there's very level. You can be a musician that plays to 10 people, but again, I've seen your videos where you're playing to hundreds and hundreds of people. How did that start? How has that developed? And kind of where is it now? Yeah, so it, it, it's, um, it, it, it's taken... Um, it's taken different, like a different strand to where it was before. So again, when I first started doing the music side of things, um, it was more so um, doing like under 18 raves when I was like 16, 17, um, pushed that on, went to university and I was performing here and there. Um, and then um, I stopped for a bit and then I had a management deal 
and then carried on working and pushing and then started releasing music more consistently and that's when things kind of broke through uh, ended up doing BBC Radio One Big Weekend um, ended up doing a tour with um, UK rapper Notes as well so we went to literally all over the country and um, I've just been pushing up ever since went to Shambhala you know, the Diver Festival and um, yeah we just we just kept it going yeah, yeah we just really have to kept it going yeah. Friend always makes me smile I was surprised he wasn't there but he was there but he didn't have his camera with him the fact that you had your guy that comes around that films you yes. kind of living your life and doing your stuff I, I watched that Kanye documentary and there was always the, the footage of him when he was first starting out and recording it and I said to you is that kind of what you're trying to do and you're like yeah record everything is, is that some, why was that something that you decided to do at that time was it ready for when you get big yeah do you know what I'm a big believer of whatever you, you, you kind of put in place and what you said will, will happen in that sense if you work hard towards it so it's since it's like the whole saying of you know if you're hoping for rain and you don't carry carry an, an umbrella then what are you hoping for rainfall you know what I mean so it's that thing of we're hoping that one day this will be wherever it's meant to be so we might as well document the journey till we get there so by the time we get there we're like oh yeah we knew this was going to happen because here's the footage but yeah so we came to watch you at Godot Festival yeah. two years in a row I think we yeah, saw you yeah. on BBC introduced or not introduced in stage or what the BBC yeah. stage is yeah. and then the Godot Festival just gone you were on one of the main stages um, how was that how is it performing in your city yeah, no, I love it. I love it. I love it. Like, the BBC stage was amazing. I mean, all the time I shout out BBC, CWR for all the support. They've been amazing in supporting my journey, you know, since the start. Um, and yeah. When you say yeah. the stage, you were off the stage. You oh, were in the crowd. You weren't on the stage for much of it. I was off the stage, on the stage, like getting people to dance. It was, it's just what I do. Um, but yeah, the second time we, we did the, the second, the, the second stage basically got over and that was, that was incredible. Um, we made a crowd dance, have a good time. And that, that's what it's all about as well. So again, it's for me, I always see it as any chance I get to serve my city in a particular way. It's an honor. But also, it's like um, providing young people an opportunity to see that it's, it's, it's possible. You know, do, do you, I know a few musicians in the city who have varying success in how their music is given opportunity in the city. Mm. How? What is your opinion on how the city supports your music? I don't know. Have you got an opinion on it? Is, is it something that you've had to kind of work towards getting? Or I think you do it all over. It's not just in Coventry, is it? Your music. So, do, do you see? You don't see yourself as a Coventry musician, you see yourself as a touring musician, I guess? Yeah, no, no, I'm definitely a Coventry musician, but I mean, like, it's Cov to the world, isn't it? So wherever I go, I'm still representing Cov, whether I'm in South End or London or Birmingham or, where, you know, wherever, it's still representing Cov. And I think, but I feel like um, the support that I've had, it's been amazing. Um, and, I, and I feel like, you know, I'd rather have genuine support than just people supporting for the sake of it, you know what I mean? So, and, and I feel like the people that do support are pr pretty genuine, you know, and um, they're supported from the outset. It's not just being because, oh, this has happened, therefore they're supporting, like BCWR, they've, they've literally supported me from the very beginning, from my first sort of um, um, upload on, on the introducing portal, you know what I mean? So it's, it's been like that. So I guess the support is there. Um, and I feel like we, as a city, we've always been quite musical. And creativity is definitely there. Um, I think what we've kind of lacked is the infrastructure to kind of bounce off from and be like, okay, yeah, this is that. If you're doing this, you can go to this and then there's a record label there or management there. You know, you could take off that way. So that's where we've lacked for quite some time. But I feel like now the doors are open. You've got Parcelu doing really well. Um, J1's doing really well. And other singer-songwriters as well pushing, the, you know, pushing Cov. So I feel like, you know, um, we're, in a, we're in a good place. But um, I think... It's about continuing to support each other, continue to to to, um, to 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 be there for one another and opening doors for one another. And um, 
more so for the for the younger generation. I feel like having conversation with, conversations with them, they feel like you know if they're part part of, of a particular part of the city, then that's who they work with. But it's about bringing you know each part of Coventry together. So with, with my song, for example, like Ravenous Remix, you know, I had you know artists from different parts of the city come together on one, on one track. So my aim is to just create that unity, that synergy, you know, because um, we are a small city, and the more we kind of stick together and push. You know, the, the, the bigger the city will be. You know, so yeah. Is there advice you'd give to musicians out there? So the infrastructure side is a yeah. side that I've definitely heard that there isn't necessarily, or there hasn't always been, an infrastructure in the place in the yeah. city to give people a showcase. Um, I know that you try and kind of push through that, yeah. but regardless of there not being an infrastructure, you make an infrastructure or you develop something in the city. Is there anything advice you'd give to not just young people mm-hmm. but existing musicians of how to get your work noticed or how to build a profile in the city? Yeah, my first thing is just, just, just first of all, believe in what you have. And uh, if you believe in what you have, push it, you know, work hard. You know, I always say, somebody told me this, uh, if, if my favourite artist is, you know, uh, 10,000 steps ahead, then I have to do what it takes to at least like half in those steps. You know what I mean? So if, he's, if they, he or she, they are releasing like, I don't know, um, five tracks a week, then I have to be releasing at least 10. You know, just just to be seen, you know what I mean, or to be in a conversation. So it's about just pushing, just pushing as hard as you can, and being strategic. You always talk, talk to me about marketing. You know, like how you how are you marketing? And I feel like you can be so good, but being good alone doesn't really get you to a place where you want to get to. At times, it's about kind of pushing yourself um, in a, on the marketing sector, um, making yourself visible, and um, collaborate with as many people as you can that um, that align with your vision as well. You know, as as an artist. And um, yeah, just just go hard. I think we, we we are blessed to have you know great places to to kind of showcase our talents. Um, there's organisations there that are set um, for you know musicians and studios. There's like tons of studios in the city right now as well. So I feel like it's just finding where you you are celebrated. You know, and you know, and just work work hard. Yeah. The thing that sticks with me is what you were saying there around kind of how you make up the difference. What fuels you in that way? What is the the thing that drive or gives you that drive? I think I think it's understanding that you know first of all you know I am my mom's legacy you know so kind of persevering through the the those thoughts of our oh, just it's not going to work out all this and I have to it has to work out you know what I mean I am my mom's legacy and uh, my mom instilled a lot of values in me about hard work and being persistent so more so when I when I do it I re- I remember that the, the the hard work that she's put in to ensure that you know we were given those right values and we, we were given. Um, the opportunities to, to to thrive, you know, from a young age. So I think about that. I think about my kids, you know, generationally, you know, I give up now, what's going to happen to them? You see what I mean? So it's, it's those thoughts of, you know, yeah, generationally, legacy, what does it look like when it's all said and done? You know, quitting, yeah, quitting feels good for the second that you've quit, but afterwards, you know, what's, what's the story afterwards, you know, and what will survive us really is our legacies, you know, and the legacy can be, you know, what the, the, the love that we poured into our communities, the, 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 the joy that we've, 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 we've brought into people's lives, you know, the art that we put out there that's touched people's lives and, and so forth and so on. So I think for me, that motivates me when I go to schools and young people are like, oh man, like I heard your poem on mental health, da, 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 and I can talk about my mental health. When I go back to the Audemore and I shot my ravenous vid- uh, music video in the Audemore, and a young lad came up to me and said, you know what, John, like, normally they used to say, oh, nothing good comes out of Audemore, but, you know, we've got you. And for me, that, that meant so much to me because, they're, you know, I didn't expect that from a young, young kid to kind of see it that way. 
but it just kind of confirmed that yo, you have to keep going. Let's talk if you're happy to about your kids yeah, you know yeah. as, as, as someone that's, that's got kids you know young dad yeah. you know like let's talk about that because I somehow find a way to shoehorn my kids yeah, into this yeah. podcast it's always good to share it with with somebody else yeah yeah no my kids are great uh, I've got a six year old and a three year old um, beautiful kids beautiful beautiful kids man they're, they're, they're definitely my inspiration in terms of you know um on the path that I am like like pushing um, they, they're very creative like my son my son's very creative he's very into like his music um, you could already tell like every time I take him to the studio he runs to the drums he runs to the keys he runs to the mic so he's, he's, he's there my daughter um, she writes a lot of poems she writes a lot of stories um, she had a first performance at a Belgrade uh, at an open mic you know she's six years old so I'm already seeing like you know they, they've, they, they've got it they've got the, the creative gift you but know? it's no coincidence yeah. I remember I've got cousins and obviously my, my boys and I was like oh, it's, it's so strange they've got the same humour as me or Oscar's interested in writing and it's not just by coincidence it's because of us they're kind of they're taking that from us in the way that we take it off of the people and family friends mentors etc and yeah it's no coincidence that they're into some music and 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 writing i guess definitely 100 percent. it's no coincidence and but but my thing's always been for them is you know whatever they want to do in the future that's going to be completely up to them i think all i can do is just guide them and if they want to do music okay cool great if you're going to do writing okay great if you're going to come and perform and you know fantastic you know but my daughter for example she loves to come and watch you know, so if I go to a poetry show, she's like, Dad, can I come with you? Or if I go to like a, you know, a music show, she's like, yeah, Dad, can I come? You know, she, so she, she likes um, the way it looks being on stage. She likes to dance. She likes to perform. So it's already sort of there. So what's next then? Obviously, you're a poet laureate, but that doesn't mean that's the only thing you're going to be doing over the next couple of years. What else is on the horizon? What else are you looking to do? So at the minute, um, I'm looking to um, have my collection released as well, so a poetry collection, but I'm currently working on that. Um, also, just working with different organisations. I'm working with the RSC as well for a project um, with young people. Yeah. RSC. Okay. Yeah, Royal Shakespeare Company. Oh, yeah. yeah. RAC then? Oh, it's in the car company. I was like, what are you doing there? <laughs> You're going to voice their sat now or something. You've just broken down the guy to that. But yeah, so RSC, yeah, um, doing a project with them, um, with, with some young people in Coventry. And um, I've got some shows booked in already. Got a show with MC Say as well this this month, which I'm excited for. And uh, I'm just just really going to keep pushing, keep keep writing, keep releasing, uh, remain consistent with my releases as well, and um, continue mentoring and work with young people in the city in terms of the creative stuff as well. Um, also work with a YMCA in in, in collaboration with um, Warwick Uni with some with some students as well on, on the leadership program. So there's there's some good things on the works. It's just, um, yeah, it's remaining consistent and pushing. It's juggling the plates. It's hard and you have to stay committed. And again, you and I have spoken about the frequency that you release music and you were saying, I need to get this done, but I just not a chance to do it. I was like, just make it a priority because it's hard. Being Being like an entrepreneur or spinning those plates and keeping yourself driven can be a real challenge and it's something that I have to work on every single day um, and yeah and I've seen firsthand your work with young people we um, commission you to work with us for child friendly cough and the launch for that talk about that side of, of your work then the kind of workshop the working with young people and what that looks like yeah um, so that, that's been a huge part of, of why I do what I do as well so I always feel like sometimes with the, with the poetry and the music and the platform that kind of brings with it it allows me to to be relatable to the young people it allows me to reach them on a, on a, on a different level so for me obviously due to my background and, and you know the things I've kind of had to um, overcome um, my thing has always been to, to reach out to young people who are going through similar circumstances or who you know who, who might not feel like they have a voice 
and reach out to them you know where they are and provide them with an opportunity to to be motivated to to create plans to create uh, vision boards and um, to, to, to almost kind of cultivate them and prepare them for whatever it is that they want to do in life. So with my mentoring, so it, it can vary from like one-to-one, you know, mentoring to, you know, going to school to do like a, a workshop or a class um, to assemblies and um, sharing my stories and just um, sharing my work as well. So it, it does vary, but I enjoy that work a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, because, you know, I might not see the fruits now, but um, like today, when I talk about my, my tutor, Miss Sanders, who I haven't seen since like school, but then she's, she, she played a significant role where I am today. So, you know, I might not see the fruits now, or I might do, but it's, uh, it's one of those things I know in the future, you know, it will, it will pay off. Yeah. Kids don't forget stuff like that. I always remember when I was at school and there was a, um, someone come in and told us how to brush our teeth, you know, like year yeah. seven type time. Yeah. And they said, if you don't um, brush your tongue when you brush your teeth, it's like having a shower and not washing your armpits. Yeah. Like, that stuck with me. That was, I must have been 11 at that time. You know, like we are making an impression on our young people by going out there and saying, we were in your shoes. This is what we do. This is why I'm proud to be from Coventry or write about Coventry or you write about your experiences and then encouraging young people to share their opinions and their feelings I guess that must be something that you benefited from when you were young and you want other people to do the same yeah 100% I'm, I'm, a, I'm a product of like the mentors and you know people that, that that took time to to share and pour into my life as well so I always feel like you know if you're in a situation where you can do the same thing then it's, it's necessary especially nowadays you know young people are going through a lot of stuff you know so if we can create you know um, situations for them to be able to express themselves to talk to be able to to feel heard I feel that's a, that's a powerful thing to do yeah. yeah you're younger than me and I didn't really have that kind of social media side which I see firsthand with the boys not because the boys are too young but they're aware of social media and I'm not envious of, of, kind of young people that have had to grow up in that I guess was, was social media something that was a big deal when you were younger remind me how old you are I'm, I'm 30 now so okay, oh no you're not as young as I thought you were then and I'm 30 now so I'm like I mean, I mean social media that we had was MySpace yeah. uh, MySpace MSN Messenger um what else was there like BBM yeah. you know it yeah it wasn't like that yeah but I guess when you were a teenager there would have been Facebook and Instagram I guess yeah it would start it, it would start yeah Instagram was starting but I think the main one was really MySpace and that kind of died down and then Facebook kind of came into play yeah so Facebook was quite huge but it wasn't like this where you've got Snapchat you've got Insta you've got Twitter you've got all this kind of stuff like on your phone um, TikTok so I mean, to to, to it's, it's half and half in it. There's a benefit to it, you know. Again, we're pushing your stuff, and more people can see it. Uh, uh, connections with you know family around the, around the globe, that sort of thing. But I think that the, the downside is again, you know, mental health, and you know, sometimes you know, being not being able to differentiate between the digital world and real life as well. That's a tough one for young people, you know, kind of seeing, you know seeing somebody post their you know their best moments in life and you feel like that's how they live every single day you know being able to kind of see that as just not that's just a segment of a whole part of their life you know what I mean so being able to comprehend that sometimes it is difficult when you're young you know because you're like oh it looks like they're having fun it looks like they're, they're traveling the world but that might be a holiday that they went on two three years ago you know so I guess it's about resilience isn't it about giving people young people the opportunity to talk about their feelings yeah. building resilience I think I saw something yesterday around like there's 80,000 seconds in a day don't let 10 seconds of negativity be the thing that you remember and even myself as somebody that puts my stuff out there I'll every now and again get a negative comment and it is hard to push through I guess the more we can support our young people to be resilient and to recognise the fact that as you say the digital world is different to real 
your life, yeah. um, the better. Yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely is that. Um, I think for me, I read uh, I read uh, Jordan Peterson's book um, called yeah. yeah, and he and, and he speaks about that as well. He speaks about you know not being consumed about you know one segment of somebody's life. Like you don't know if behind you know that image that person's going through depression they're going through you know um, debt or whatever it is you don't know you're just seeing just like a still image of a moment you know so and you can't really determine your life over somebody else's just one moment you know so it's, it's about really thinking about it that way but again it's, it's also um, kind of inst- instilling them in them the the power of self-worth as well that they have something to offer you know and you know monetary and uh, material material doesn't really make you the person that you are and I remember there's a quote what, um, there's a quote that somebody said um, it's not about what you have but it's you know it's what you are you know what do you bring to the table you know remove the, the Bentleys remove the uh, the Rolexes remove the mansions and all that kind of stuff you know who, who are you you know and I think that's the, the biggest thing to carry like what do you have you know are you a personal value are you going to bring value to the table irrespective of you know what you're wearing or are you just going to um, almost like um, be molded by the the materials that you have, and that'll be your personality, you know. So you know, I've had this conversation often. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. it's mad without me. Interested. I agree so much, yeah. but yeah, oh, you, you know how much I agree with with, with that sentimentality. Of for me, material things. Since I've been working for myself and I'm fulfilled in the way that I am, they mean less and less. And for me, it's family, friends, support, network, the city, and um, being able to do things that I'm passionate about. So you know how proud I was of you became poet laureate it was something that you had set as a goal and you've worked towards and I remember early doors you were unsure whether or not it was something you'd be kind of almost eligible for but the fact that you put yourself out there and you ultimately got it and I'm looking forward to seeing your next two years yeah appreciate it thank you for your help thank you for the support that you've shown me as well and uh, you know taking the time to sit down with me that's, that takes a lot again you're a busy person so I always I'm always uh, over overwhelmed with your support because you've never said no to me. You've never been like, yeah, John, you know what? I can't do this because of this. You've said, yeah, you know what? We're going to link, we're going to link up, we're going to meet, we'll go through this and um, hopefully I can help. And that's always been your sort of um, um, point of view in that sense. So I do appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for the next few years and uh, we'll see what happens. All the best. Appreciate it. Thank you so much.